At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Continuing betting across America, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. And Amal, we've got some real drama in the SEC right now down there at Bud Walton Arena. Arkansas in a back, four, back and forth game. Now is a two-point lead over Kentucky, 65-63, four-plus to go here. The second half over is going to fly over. It really is. It was 62, as you alluded to, at the break. And now, right now, both of these teams just playing tremendously well offensively. We haven't had a lot of foul calls here. Now, Arkansas is going to the line for a one-on-one. Kentucky had a beautiful design play for an alley-oop, but uh, I didn't see who it was. They didn't catch the basketball. Otherwise, this game would have been tied. And this is going to go for a great finish. And the other thing is, Dave, total second half was 76 and a half. Mm. So he had to get to 138 and a half for the game. And already sitting at 129, we're not even at the under four media timeout. You feel pretty good if you've got that one over. You know, I'm looking right now, Oscar Toshiba is about minus 110 to be national player of the year. Mm-hmm. We just watched him just even the commercial break. He's got a couple of stickbacks. He is a monster uh, that we're seeing right now. What do you make of that? Is he your odds-on favorite to go ahead and win that award? It has to be, and right on cue, this is why Dave Ross is the best in the business. Right on cue, CBS shows the statistics. Shibway, 28 points. I will say, though, a graphics guy in the truck, hey, how about putting up rebounds when you put up Shibway? That's actually the more intriguing <laughs> stat, not the all the putback points. As Kentucky drills an 18-foot baseline jumper. I'm telling you, Dave, this has been... I've watched this whole second half. I don't even know what you've talked about in the last 30 minutes. And I, I got to tell you, what a basketball game this has been. Neither team since the second half started. Nobody's led by more than four points. It has been back and forth. And you got you, if you have the over, you're in business right now as you need six points as another jumper goes down. It, it's unbelievable. Back and forth. Ty Ty just comes down and knocks down an 18-footer. And then we see Arkansas respond with about a 15-foot LBJ as the crowd rises as one at the bud. Up by four, can they get a stop? It's been really hard to get stops yeah. here. Uh, very quickly, as Arkansas has this four-point lead, in the next segment, we're going to do your Amal's A-list and maybe some teams, some Cinderella hopefuls that we have out there and maybe even longer shots than SEC squads. But when you look at Arkansas, as Toshiba gets another stick back right on cue, so it's still a two-point game there. Is Arkansas one of those dangerous teams that can play kind of two ways? They can play up-tempo. They can slow you down and play defense. What do you make of what you're seeing from the Hogs? I think Musselman's one of the best coaches in college basketball. Their experience with this team. Uh, remember, Audis Tony came over from um, Pittsburgh. And then you've got also J.D. Note's been outstanding. Uh, Likes transferred from Miami. This team has just been tremendous. 
uh, it, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. Now, the reason why I won't have them in that grouping is because I would expect them to be somewhere around a one through five, maybe six seed. Okay. So I think they're dangerous. And you're not going to want to face them in the second round if you're a three or if you're, you know, uh, a potential four who you're facing off against the Razorbacks. By the way, under four timeout, Arkansas leading 69-67. There is no total listed right now. That's been taken off the board. But Arkansas right now laying two and a half. I mean, you talk about middle scenarios that you could have had depending on when you've got in on this action. Back, That's the beauty and the drama of in-game wagering in college basketball games that go back like a seesaw. Excellent example you just used there. And I'll tell you what, if you get a Kentucky bucket, which will get one more than you'll mathematically be over, uh, never assume any game because stranger things happen in betting as we know. But you're absolutely right. There's so many great opportunities, especially whether it's the collegiate level, the NBA, the NBA even more so, oh Dave, because it's such a game of runs, right? Like you'll, you'll get up to go, you know, maybe step away from the TV for five minutes and your team was up 10 and now all of a sudden they're down four. And it, that's just the nature of basketball. It's just a game of runs. And can you withstand them or can you negate uh, the opponent's run? And so that gives you a real edge from a um, kind of a middling standpoint. We mentioned that North Carolina did uh, take care of NC State, but NC State got some money in the second half, right? Yeah, they come back, cover the second half, end up losing the game by 10. Really not that close, but NC State making a push. Uh, they were down by as much as about 22 in there in the second half, but a uh, nice job to fight back if you had uh, the Wolfpack in the second half there. And maybe a top 25 upset, upset is brewing in Morgantown. Right now, West Virginia leading 68-64. Live number I'm seeing there, Texas getting three and a half here. Again, they went at halftime, but uh, right now just struggling to stay in this thing uh, down by four. We do have another interesting game going on in the Big East right now. Xavier against Seton Hall. Five minutes ago, pretty good tussle here with the kids from the Hall leading by one. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, uh, Seton Hall has shot the ball far better than they have throughout most of the season. I've watched a ton of Big East, and Willard's team has struggled offensively at times. Now, X has played well in the second half of the game, so they'll have an opportunity in this game here at the Cintas Center. As we just saw Jack Nunji make a tremendous block, but uh, Seton Hall getting a put back up three. This is going to come down to execution. Obviously, you can say that in every game, but this game really feels like it's going to be tight. And the number went to four and a half. Uh, this is one where if you've got Xavier laying the fo- uh, four and a half, you're going to mm-hmm. need some potential fouls late, but still a long way to go. I mean, just projecting out, to, you know, 25 minutes to go in this one. So still a long way to go before this one gets even down to the wire. Okay. I'm not saying that I have officially boycotted the, the, the Big East. Yeah. I always put it in air quotes because it's just, it's not my Big East tournament. Sure. It's not my Big East league. You've been watching a lot of it. Am I missing out on really good basketball? Well, you have this past week, UConn and Villanova, tremendous yeah, game. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, Xavier and Providence triple overtime game at the dunk. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Anytime you have a team coming in all the way from Nebraska in a different time zone, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not the same when you had you know, Villanova, Syracuse, all those teams there. It was just amazing to watch uh, with those teams because for people that are unaware – you have such a close proximity to New York City. That's right. And it made it so good. Even a team like Pittsburgh, who was in the old Big East, they're not that far away, about a six, seven-hour car drive. But everybody else, when you take up 95 from D.C., come in for Georgetown, Syracuse, you know, Nova. Mm. I mean, it, it was such a great league. It really was. And again, I'm old. I'm nostalgic. But I still will root for the conference as well. By the way, the only conference in the history of college basketball to get three teams in the Final Four in 1985. Yeah, Villanova, St. Johnson, Georgetown. How did Syracuse not make it? Because <laughs> they're Syracuse. Pearl, Washington. Uh, Auburn, again, is going to tip off against Tennessee. That's coming up at the top of the hour here. We think that there might be trouble brewing in this one. Auburn, by the way, and when you look at the number, people are going to go, wait, 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 wait. They're number three in the country. How are they getting points? 
at number 17, Tennessee. Amal, can you explain to the people why that number is where it is? Well, you look at Tennessee at home this year. They've beaten Kentucky. They've beaten Arizona. These are top six teams that they've knocked off. Auburn has had some issues on the road so far this year. Mentioned earlier against Missouri, against Georgia, winning the games late, losing at Florida. Now you're going into a very tough arena. This is going to be a challenge in terms of how this one plays out. So it should be a lot of fun to see. And again, Dave, this is going to be a game where there's going to be some great in-game opportunities. I'm sure Auburn will have a lead at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Tennessee will have a nice margin at some point in time. Then you can potentially take a look at taking both sides or both numbers there. So good opportunities in that one. Is, uh, this game at the butt is going to come down to a fantastic finish. Grady just hit, uh, hit a three-pointer to give Kentucky a one-point lead with 90 seconds remaining. <laughs> Remember, they were getting two and a half about uh, when we started this yeah. segment. Now they're actually up by one in the contest as well. So 90-plus seconds to go there for John Calipari. Look, you can say what you want about Coach Cal, right? I always say you better get Kentucky early because they're tough to get, get late. I th- this sure. team, though, Amal, they've been tough to get at any point. This is one of the more solid teams I've seen from Kentucky from almost beginning of the year to the end as I've seen in recent memory. I would agree with you completely. They've got a bunch of graduate transfers in there. Sheway comes in from, uh, not a grad transfer necessarily, but uh, Sheway comes in from West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Grady, from who was a grad transfer from Davidson. And then Wheeler comes over from Georgia. And boy, the, by the way, he is more than happy to be out of that Tom Crean debacle there oh. in, in Athens. Um, you know, he's just coaching out the stint here. They'll be done in a couple of days. But to me, when I look at this Kentucky team, they've got shooters, they've got a point guard, they've got defense, they've got length, they've got everything you need to be successful. I I really think they've got a big-time legitimate shot to win the national title. They've got all the pieces in place. All right, so they are down one Mm -hmm. in a back-and-forth affair. Minute three to go. Arkansas got a timeout on the floor, so we'll keep abreast of that situation 71-70 right now. Let's take another look at UCLA against Oregon State. Obviously, the Bruins are going to lay a big number on the road. And... We would expect them to get the victory. I don't know that they're going to cover almost two touchdowns here on the road against just an awful Oregon State team that was a Final Four team last year. Feels like 40 years ago when that happened. Uh, What do you make of this matchup today and UCLA bigger picture? Because, look, one of the more epic games you're going to see last year against Gonzaga in the Final Four game, they could have easily won that went to overtime, ran out of juice there. What do you make of the Bruins this year and today specifically? I think the Bruins are a tough team. They're just not quite as athletic as some of the other teams you see in the upper echelon. Tremendously well coached with Mick Cronin. I like their defense. But the one concern that I have with UCLA is they're inconsistent sometimes from their scores, whether it be Johnny Juzang. You know, if you go up against a team like Kentucky and you're you're being guarded by somebody like Ty Ty Washington Mm -hmm. or somebody else, it can be a challenge for him at times to be able to score. Um, I think they're a terrific team, the second-best team in the Pac-12. I think Arizona's got some distance between them. I know they split the season series, but I think Arizona's far more athletic. And you look in the post with Riley and Johnson, they just don't necessarily have guys that get it done offensively, and they're too perimeter-reliant for me in terms of making a deep run. Yeah, and and again, it's hard to sustain unless – and look, when I say blue bloods, I mean there might not be a bluer blood than UCLA historically, Right. Right. But it does feel like Nick Cronin last year maybe a, a shock to the system. Remember, they were in the play-in game against Michigan State. And again, they were down big, somehow rallied, got that win in overtime, and then make that incredible run to the Final Four. So I guess it's almost like which UCLA do we expect going forward? Is it that team that had to just win one to get into the tournament as an 11 seed yeah. to make a Final Four run? Or is UCLA back closer to being a blue blood like we're old people like me are, are used to seeing? I think they're closer to that. And I think when you look at their recruiting they got coming in along with the young kid, Peyton Watson, who hasn't played a ton for them, 
this team is going to get better and better. Right now, the players that offered it brought in are just not quite as good. They do have Juzang and Bernard and, of course, Jaime Jaquez. But still, overall, this team's got a little bit uh, more to go. But I think you'll see them being far more competitive. Them, Arizona, and Gonzaga are going to be the three teams to pay attention for the next few years. On an inbounds play for Kentucky, we got a push-off on the inbounds. We're going the other way. <laughs> Arkansas has the ball, 50 seconds to go in regulation, up by one. We're playing defense, kids. No fouls. I kind of like that. Yeah. So right now we'll see how that plays out. Arkansas with possession in a key game in the SEC. They're up against the shot clock. We're up against the break. Going to get Amal's A-list when we come back right here. Betting Across America on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails and tournament betting guide, including active data and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key game conference and player to watch from the favorites to potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide plus full access to VEASAN through April 5th for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash madness. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. This is Betting Across America, and we have drama at Bud Walton Arena. 8.8 seconds to go. Kentucky down four with the ball. And Amal, you were saying to me in the break, if you back Kentucky second half, this could get very dicey. Well, because right now with 8.8 remaining, there's a possibility if UK misses the shot that they may not foul. Uh, but depending on how quickly the shot gets off, if it gets off you know, real quick and they miss, then they're going to foul. And there's a possibility that you go to the line, you knock down two, you could end up losing the second half there. So we'll see how quickly they come out of this timeout and uh, operate offensively. But a tremendous game. I'll tell you what, this has been a game that you just back and forth. It's been really well played. And again, Kentucky was down six at the break. They were getting five and a half. So again, you're like, well, I'm, 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 I'm well, I'm in that number. Yeah. But with 8.8 to go, a lot of things can happen. The one that you don't want is another one of those turnovers like Kentucky had to allow more time for an intentional foul to happen to put Arkansas back on the line. So we'll keep a watchful eye there. We've been telling you about Texas and West Virginia. This is another in-game scenario that, my goodness, ride the roller coaster. If you're back in Huggy Bear, you're feeling pretty good most of the day. Now, under four timeout, Texas 
has come all the way back to take a two-point lead, 74-72. Yeah, and they got possession of the ball. You're absolutely right, Dave. This is going to be one. I was sitting there saying, yeah, I'm mad at myself for not taking this one. But the other thing you could have looked at in this game is second half over. Mm -hmm. Even though the shooting percentage were alarming, I said to you right away, it's 71 and a half. It's not a play I can take under because there's going to be fouls late. They've already scored uh, 66 points with three and a half minutes to go. And you figure if you get one more bucket and Kentucky turns it over. Oh, that's just what we talked about before. There must is have called a foul. A foul. Okay. I believe a foul call. Five point four seconds to go there. Let's see if there was which way this is going to go. Uh, it's going to go against Arkansas. It yeah. looks like. And let's see on the, on the missed shot. They get a quick shot up. Oh, they're saying out of bounds. Out of it's, bounds yeah. on Arkansas. Okay. So the quick shot by Kentucky within three seconds. By the way, which is not exactly what you wanted. You bet Kentucky second half. You're absolutely right on that. You and didn't want the quick shot. Tell you what, they made a bad call. Let's see how they correct this because they called the ball out of bounds on uh, Arkansas, yeah. but the ball never went out of bounds, Dave. Uh oh. So I don't know how they rule this. Uh, so this would be interesting. And from a betting standpoint, it's it's critical because with four down four, you would actually foul because in theory you could get a uh, get a steal and hit a shot and That's get an and right. one if you got foul on it. But so I, I think you could be in a little bit of a difficult spot Ooh. here. Ooh, this is a bad call. And you know what the funny thing is, Arkansas had a leak out. They would have had a dunk. And so it's good if you have Kentucky second half. All right, so we'll see how that plays out in the final seconds. And the problem now with college basketball, this is going to take an hour to figure yeah, out. Yeah, it's exactly right. This shouldn't, though. This is pretty clear cut, in my opinion. It's just maybe the clock you got to figure out. Let's get to Amal's A-list here as we wait to see the drama unfold at Bud Walton Arena. And these are more Cinderella hopefuls that you're identifying the teams that better should consider backing as lower seeds in the NCAA tournament. And I know the trap that people fall into without knowing the history of the tournament. A 12 always beats a 5. Right. Always. Yeah. Not like, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Always beats a 5. And what's going to happen? People are like, well, I'll look at the numbers and see a 5 against a 12. Why is that so close? I'll take the 5. And you're going to lose money historically if you keep betting that. So let's get to some of your A-list teams that you think could actually be paying off as lower seeds. Yeah, I think let's start with Toledo. Ryan Rollins has been tremendous for this team, averaging 19 points a game. JT Shoemate to go alongside uh, at about 15 points. This team is really good offensively, Dave. Today we see them struggle early against Miami, end mm -hmm. up winning this game by 15. Uh, so I think that's one thing you got to pay attention to when you look at this team, how dangerous they can be. They've got some decent size, really just play well fundamentally. And I think this team will end up winning the Mac at the uh, conference championship, but we'll see what happens down the stretch. Murray State, uh, John Morant's not walking through that door, but even without him, what, yeah. they are building something there with the Razors here. What do you make of Murray State? In the uh, second season, this team's been unbelievable. They're at twenty-seven and two. They have just played extremely, extremely well. They they continue to really flourish, and I think this is a team they dismantled Belmont twice. Why? And so it's something that um, really pay attention to is Kentucky fouls with four point four seconds oh, no. remaining. So there, that's exactly what we talked about. We'll get back to the A list in a second. It's exactly what you didn't want. They yeah. they they went too quickly on two different scenarios here. So if you've got Kentucky laying the five and a half in the second half, hold on to your butts, like they said in Top Gun. <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you what the problem is. If they make both shots here, I don't think Kentucky will rush the ball up the floor to try and get a bucket down six with 4.4 seconds remaining. So really interesting here for the second half is also the uh, second half total in Morgantown has now flown over, scored 80 points wow. in Texas with a four-point lead with a uh, minute seven left. Okay, so a lot of drama there. You mentioned Murray State, that a team that you might what, – what type of seed do you think that Murray State's going to get? Because I think they're garnering some respect maybe from the committee – 
if they're not from the general public. Yeah, I would agree with you. They're, they're probably going to be a lower seed somewhere you're going to see in that uh, double-digit range. Um, 11, know, 10, yeah, exactly. somewhere in there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Kentucky kids are walking off the court. There's 4.4 seconds to go at Bud Walton Arena. Oh. We've, we've seen this before. I remember Roy Williams did this a couple years ago in North Carolina. He said he didn't want his starters to be out there if they storm the court. Well, that, that's exactly why they did that. And uh, Wait, three at the buzzer goes for Kentucky at the buzzer. Push. It's good. So Arkansas wins by two. So second half Kentucky cashes. Yes. If you have the, the Cats plus five and a half, the storming of the court's going to happen now. 75-73, Arkansas gets the win. They didn't storm they the didn't court. They storm the court. Yeah, they must have done a nice job by security there. But I'll tell you what. Um, yeah, that was a huge oh shot there by Wheeler at the buzzer. He oh banks it goodness. in. So you you avoid a disastrous second half back by the Cats if you took Kentucky. They get the win. And to, to follow up on that is they're going now they're going crazy a little bit in Arkansas. If you remember that a couple years ago, Roy Williams said he took his starters out because he didn't want them to be involved in a fracas. And he put the walk-ons in. And I thought, so you just don't care about the walk-ons. Yeah. They can get trampled. <laughs> but my good kids can't. That was the that was basically what he was saying. Uh, you know what, though? They need to do a better job of that because you got to have the security. you got you got to worry about that. I, I think those things are all a factor. And nice job there. And also for Arkansas, acting like, hey, we've been here. You know, it's not a surprise. Not a, they not beat a, Auburn. Yeah, not a big storming of yeah. the court there. But Arkansas does get the two-point win. Let's get back to your A-list here for, again, these are teams – that you have identified as potential lower seeds, maybe double-digit seeds in the NCAA tournament that you think might be able to cash you some money, at least in that first-round yeah. matchup, whoever they might be against. North Texas, the Mean Green, why do you have support for them? Well, first of all, this is a team that defends extremely well. I think when you defend, you got a chance in almost any situation. And remember, though, this is a team that knocked off Purdue. They've got experience. This team has done really well. They've had a great season, 21-4. and They've won 13 in a row. They're in action today against Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. uh, about a six-point home favorite there up in Denton. But this is a team that I think is going to be extremely dangerous, one to pay attention to, having that experience and having gone through that, that. That should help them immensely as we go forward in terms of potential teams when you look at who can pull off upsets. I, I think the one thing is, though, I, I look at Toledo and their offensive efficiency. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably the most dangerous of the three teams that I've listed here. When you look at, say, Toledo, Murray State, North Texas as a group, and you can wager on just about anything once we get to the NCAA tournament, if there were long shots for a double-digit seed to get to the Sweet 16, you got to win a couple if you don't have to play in scenario, right? Yeah. You're firmly in the field, which we believe these teams will be. You, would you take those odds and say, yeah, I think one of these three teams, maybe bet all three with the idea of plus money to get two outright upsets, or would you play the money line without knowing the, the, the exact matchups that we don't know today? Yeah, a lot of us can be predicated upon matchups, right? If you play certain teams, you know, if Toledo winds up with a team that's extremely athletic, like in Arkansas, mm-hmm. that would be a tough matchup for them. Right. Uh, and if North Texas winds up with an opponent, who's just incredibly efficient offensively, that could be a little bit more challenging or is really good defensively and they can stymie what UNT does. But, you know, it's kind of hard to project out a little bit right now until we see what the matchup are, matchups potentially are and what the line could be. All right, so those are three teams that Amal has identified in his A-list as Cinderella hopefuls again. So depending on whether or not you want to play them money line in their first-round matchups and or see some of those future prospects, look, you can get extreme long shots to make the Final Four, Probably better value for Sweet 16, realistically, uh, to win a couple games in the NCAA tournament. Those would be Toledo, Murray State, and North Texas. That would be a Malls A-list. I like where your head's at there. No, she didn't have Syracuse in any of those. 
Well, listen, if they get in, they're dangerous, but, I, you know, and they'll be a lower seed, but they'd have to win the Big East tournament, in my opinion. I don't think they're, I mean, the ACC tournament, I don't think they're going to be able to get in otherwise. I, I agree. Right now, again, they're going to have a matchup with Duke today, seven and a half point favorites at the Carrier Dome. But I'm right there with you, as much as I kid about Syracuse, this is not a tournament resume. They might be a tournament team with talent. They, are, they do not have a tournament resume, not by a long stretch. They're going to have to get just a win today by Duke to be even considered on the resume. More than likely, though, you're right. It's going to have to come via the ACC tournament. Good luck with that with Jim Beheim. Swan song for Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski's buddy, yeah. as they travel north to the Cary Dome. A lot of snow up there in Syracuse, but it won't affect the game, sadly. When we come back, let's talk about another game that's played in cold weather, hockey. Annie McNeil is going to join the program. We'll try to find you some avenues of approach for your futures market in the NHL and some games today on the schedule. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast. Get Coast to Coast Hoops with Greg Hoops Peterson. He's going to look at every major and some of the minor college basketball games in the upcoming schedule to find the best betting opportunities. There's also Beating the Book with Gil Alexander, Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, The Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert. We've got First Strike and much, much more. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. Right now, UCLA, Oregon State have just tipped off 15-14 UCLA with an early lead. But drama very quickly, Amal, Texas, 1.3 seconds to go, up by one in Morgantown shooting free throws. Yeah, uh, West Virginia had a turnover they got from Texas, and they had an opportunity to take the lead, failed, and then they had to foul, and now Texas, uh, miss, they missed the first free throw, so I think they missed the second one on purpose, and they end up eking out a one-point win. One-point win for the Longhorns, so they don't cover, but they do get the win, 82-81. Let's turn our attention to some puck for the evening. Let's bring in Andy McNeil, joins the program. Follow him on Twitter, at Digital Gambler. Andy, welcome to the program here, Betting Across America. Let's talk about the NHL Stadium Series to be played in Nashville Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee today for the Lightning and the Preds marquee matchup. When you look at this in the stadium series, first of all, how has that helped out the sport with the stadium series? I saw a couple of those in Chicago. It seems to be very popular, but from a betting edge and perspective, does it change the complexion of the way you look at these matchups? Well, first of all, I think it's a great thing for the sport. I know some hockey fans have uh, kind of grown tired of it. Um, uh, you know, it was, uh, I guess, a little more welcome when uh, it was only once a year, but now they're cranking out two and three outdoor games uh, every season. And uh, I guess some people think it's a little much, but I think it's a, a great spectacle. I think the players really enjoy it. Um, and as far as the, you know, how it changes things from a, a betting perspective, well, there's no real evidence that the, the home team has any sort of home ice advantage in these games. Uh, historically, this is the, the 34th uh, or this will be the 34th um, outdoor game since uh, the NHL Heritage Classic back in 2000, I believe. So uh, they've, they've had 34 of these games over the last two decades. And the home team has only won 45.5%. They've won 
10 out of, the, out of the last 14 outdoor games. But, you know, most recently the Blues uh, took down the Wild by a score of 6-4 to four, uh, in Minnesota on, on New Year's Day. And uh, there there really is no evidence that the, the home team has much of an advantage in these games. See, I'm not an old curmudgeon at all. I like it. I like the change that the NHL has tried to bring with the stadium series. I'm a big fan of it. You know, look, I don't think it's a problem at all. I think it's good. The sport needs some different ways to kind of maybe attract the casual fan that may not be a hockey fan or doesn't tune in till the end of the regular season into the postseason. Andy, want to go to a couple of things. First, let's start with a game I know you've got to play on tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs taking on the Nashville Predators. This one down at Bridgestone uh, down in Nashville. This Toronto team, uh, they've really played well, and it's more been from a defensive standpoint. We've seen how well Campbell has performed for this team, and I think it's going to be UC Soros tonight for the Preds in this one, and I believe you like the Leafs here. Yeah, they're they're actually up against the the Red Wings. You must be. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the the stadium. Tampa. Series yeah, I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. Up, I get it. Um, but yeah, no, the the Red Wings. They're in Detroit at uh, Little Caesars Arena, um, and uh, the, the Red Wings um, are a team that when they do lose, they usually lose by more than one goal. And uh, Toronto should cover the puck line more than more than fifty percent of the time tonight. And um, I, I recommend it that uh, people bet. The Leafs on the puck line, one and a half goals at plus 115 in my uh, NHL betting market report earlier today. I was able to get plus 130 down to down to plus 115. Um, and uh, and I really like the Leafs tonight. They've obviously struggled. They've lost um, five or they've lost uh, more games than they've won since coming back from from the All-Star break. But uh, this is a very strong hockey team. Nick Robertson, uh, one of their their top prospects, will make his debut tonight. They're without Jake Muzzin, which is a big blow to the blue line. Um, but, you know, just just a month ago, they, they blew up the Red Wings 7-4 to four in Detroit. And I think they can do that again, although I, I don't uh, expect to see uh, such a big score. Um, Jack Campbell, he's he's struggled a bit as of late, as as Peter Mrazek at times. But um, the Leafs are one of the best teams in the league. They rank top five, if not top ten, in every meaningful category. And uh, this should be a walk for them tonight in Detroit. Talking with Andy McNeil. Follow him on Twitter at Digital Gambler. And Andy, I'm old school, and I look at some of these totals nowadays, and they all start at least at five and a half, and then six. Right? I remember the old days where five. Felt like a big number. It just feels like we get a lot more influx of offense these days. We're expecting offense tonight right here in Las Vegas uh, with the Avalanche coming into town here. The Avs on the puck line, by the way, minus 155 to win by two or more. What do you make of this matchup tonight? Do you think we're going to get some offensive fireworks? Yeah, well, I, I would worry about the Vegas Golden Knights and their ability to generate offense. I mean, obviously, this team is already without Mark Stone. Uh, Jonathan Marcheseau missed the game last night due to, due to an illness, and uh, as did uh, Dylan Coughlin. Um, and um, now Max Pacioretty and Matthias Janmark uh, are questionable heading into tonight after uh, leaving last night's game in Arizona. I don't know if there's been any update in the last hour or so, but as things stand now, all of those players are questionable heading into this game. So pretty much leaves it up to Jack Eichel, Riley Smith, uh, and co to get the job done. And that's going to be pretty tough against an avalanche team. Obviously, uh, both of these teams played on Friday. Um, the Avs stormed back from a three, nothing deficit to win six, three over Winnipeg. While, uh, you know, of course the, the golden Knights dropped the three, one decision to the, the coyotes. Um, and this is not a good spot for, uh, the Vegas golden Knights, even though they are at home. Um, I think a fair price for this game 
is around minus 160, minus 165 um, if all of those players that I mentioned are out of the lineup. So maybe uh, some surprise value if, if Patch Reddy and Janmark are able to, to get back in and Marcheseau even are able to get back into the lineup. But as it looks right now, um, the Vegas Golden Knights are probably going to be dealt another loss on Saturday. Yeah, it's really surprising when you such a, see such a big line on VGK at home, especially them on a plus price there. Mm-hmm. Andy, want to go a little bit big picture right now, particularly in the East or the Eastern Conference. When you look at it, uh, to me, obviously Florida has been the team that's really impressed so far this year. Tampa, I feel like, has gone a little bit under the radar despite sitting at 72 points. Nobody's talking about the back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Uh, who else kind of catches your eye? I think Brendan Moore's team has done a tremendous job. And then one other thing I want to point out real quick. I love Shesterkin and net for the Rangers, and you get in the playoffs. It's about goaltending and defense, and mm-hmm. I think to me, this team could be extremely dangerous as we go forward. Yeah, uh, as far as the Rangers go, I love Igor Shesterkin. I think he is a world-class goaltender. He's going to be a, a mainstay in New York for a long time, uh, taking you know taking up where Hendrik Lundqvist uh, left off. Um, and if the Rangers are going to win a Stanley Cup, it'll be on his back, like you said. But this team really isn't strong in a lot of areas. They're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to outshooting opponents, uh, especially on aggregate. And um, it's, uh, it's you know, they're a team that, that will have to rely on their goaltender. So um, as good as Shesterkin has been, um, that does worry me a bit, especially when you have teams in the Eastern Conference um, like Carolina, like Florida, um, like Tampa Bay. I mean, the Lightning are, you know, a better team than the Rangers, and they have uh, as good of a goaltender, if not better, in Andre Vasilevsky. So um, it's going to be tough. And as far as the Eastern Conference playoff pitcher goes, it looks like it's pretty much set. I would be very surprised if Columbus or any other team was able to squeak in, given that um, you know the competition that's currently holding playoff spots right now is is pretty fierce. But um, you look up and down the Eastern Conference. I think they're the it's the more stacked mm-hmm. of the two conferences, and uh, it's it's going to be tough. The, the Hurricanes, like you said, are, are a great team, and Frederick Anderson's been playing really well for them. If he can stay healthy, uh, he's as good. A, he's been playing as good as any goalie in the in the league right now. Got about 90 seconds to go here with Andy McNeil uh, talking to NHL. You mentioned how it's a little bit more jumbled up, certainly in the East, to come out. The West, it feels like all roads might have to go through Colorado here. Is there a, a potential long shot working in there at maybe a, a really good price value that people aren't paying enough attention to out West? Well, you know, at this point, I really don't think there's going to be any big revelations in the futures market. Um, I grabbed the Calgary Flames earlier this season around 50 to 1, and uh, they're a team that I think, I mean, uh, you talk about Colorado, well, look at the Flames, the mountains aren't too far away, and uh, the the road to the Stanley Cup could definitely go through Calgary. This is a, a very tough team, and Jacob Markstrom has been uh, out of this world this season and uh, they're healthy and they've stayed healthy all season. So I think Calgary uh, is the dark horse in the, the Western conference. I like the, the number you got for sure. That's a, it's a really good number. Uh, hey, Andy, really appreciate the time again. Follow him on Twitter uh, at digital gambler as we get closer and closer to the playoffs. Can't wait for that. Uh, appreciate your time here on a Saturday. Thanks guys. All Thank right. You. There he is. Andy McNeil, everybody. And a couple seconds to go here before we have to take a quick break. Uh, Auburn, by the way, in a tussle and a really low scoring affair. Five minutes to go here in the first half. 
Right now, knotted up at 19. What have you checked out from this one, Amal? Yeah, I'll tell you what, if you have the under in this one, you're feeling really good. The only thing you're trying to avoid at this point in time would be an overtime scenario. But this has been kind of a tight defensive game, which we t- certainly anticipate with this Tennessee team. But Auburn has struggled offensively so far, just 8 for 23. It's total at 141, Dave. So probably going to be tough to get there from the original number. Cannot wait. When we come back, and talk some NFL. And maybe what we see on social media and how you can make money of reading between the tea leaves. We'll discuss that when you come back with us right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. GM welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first bet. Plus, you're going to earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses and converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. It is betting across America. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. As we continue on a Saturday, UFC fight night is underway. I know Amal is glued to that and one of our many TVs that we have going on right now. And UCLA trying to get some separation against the Beavers right now. I look up 27-18. So an early deficit, UCLA starting to take command there. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully they'll slow down a little bit. I got the Beavers plus 14 here, so we'll see what happens. But they're shooting the ball extremely well. Four for seven from the three-point arc and uh, seven for 12 from inside the arc for UCLA. So give them a lot of credit in terms of how they played so far. Okay, and we were also keeping an eye on what's going on with Auburn and Tennessee, a very low-scoring first half. Looks like Auburn trying to get a little bit of separation at last glance there late in that first half. Yeah, this is going to be a game I, I thought would be tight and tough, uh, but I think Tennessee's got a chance to be able to pull this one out being at home. But uh, right now, when you look at it, it's been teams, both sides really struggling to score the basketball, but Auburn with a five-point lead here on the road. All right, two minutes and 53 seconds to go there in the first half. And to keep an eye on what's going on at the Honda Classic at the Bear Trap, Jack's Bear Trap. And right now, uh, Dana Berger only one under par for the day, but he still has a three-shot lead 
over Chris Kirk. So he's still looking pretty good here. Round three of the Honda Classic. Again, can always look for in-game wager opportunities there in golf. I like to wait till after the round, reassess some of those matchups and see what we can get before round four tomorrow. Let's get into some NFL news and notes. And the reason why we bring this up here in February is when you look into the futures market, there's a lot of ways you can bet some of these things. Yeah. Who's going to take the first snap under center for a particular team? Certainly who you think might get uh, out of the, their conference and or win the Super Bowl. If you like Seattle, like I do, mm-hmm. when I look, you know, Pete Carroll's coming back and going to get Russell Wilson back and run it back. They start running the football effectively at the end of the year. Russell Wilson missed the majority of it with that bad finger. We all saw the picture. Didn't need to see that on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Russell Wilson has gone the way of one Mr. King Kyler in the desert of Arizona, Kyler Murray. Scrubbed the Seahawks off the IG, off the tweets, gone. I don't know if you read anything into that, but if you've ever been in a bad breakup like I have, maybe you've gone through this exercise. Scrubbed them. Don't want to see their face anymore. You read into anything if you're a Seattle futures backer and or that Russell Wilson's going to take that first snap. And right now it's minus 350 that Russ will still cook in the Pacific Northwest. Plus 240. Whoa, whoa. You're scrubbing me from the IG? I might have to rethink this. Yeah, I, I look, I don't read into it as much as you do. I, I don't think this is going to be as big of a deal long term. I think it'll eventually get resolved. You can't trade away a player of his caliber. Well, I can if you give me three number ones. If, if you're the Giants... And they've been, I know they say they're into Danny Dimes, but what, what is going on? Why would Russell Wilson take the time out of his busy Saturday? He could be spending with Sierra, Sierra, Sierra. He could be doing that. I'd rather be doing that, spending time with her versus going through my IG and scrubbing my employer from it. I tend to agree with you. Uh, I'm not a big social media guy, so I couldn't really speak to it one way or the other. Amal. What's that? If, if you were here and we're here and we love being employed by Visa. Yeah. And all of a sudden we're still employed by the company. But yeah. you go through and scrub all the mentions of your employer. You think there's nothing to that? I'm not saying there's nothing. There's not anything to that. I just, look, it, it doesn't define my day. I, I couldn't care less. Here's the other thing, though. Let me ask you this question. What happens if you accidentally unfollowed them? Then what? Oh. Well, no, no. There's a difference between accidentally unfollowing. You can do that. That's just a... Versus yeah, that's what I'm saying. scrub. So, so the, no, no, the so scrub what, is effort. I'm not familiar put, with that. What is that exactly? Okay, you go through is, and delete everything? Absolutely. But I thought once you unfollow the person, what, what else is there? I mean, Oh, no, they, they stay up there. I'm not saying that I would know this from personal experience with ex-girlfriends, but they stay on your timeline. They're still there. Gotcha. They're still, okay. they're still, they remind you of what was once something that might not be in the future. Gotcha. Okay. So apparently Russell Wilson has gone through the painstaking process of uh, scrubbing the Seattle Seahawks from the social media. Now, we can read into that, and again, minus 350 for Russ to still cook in the Pacific Northwest. I'm kind of with you. I say this tongue-in-cheek. I do believe he'll be back in Seattle. But there is something there. Kyler Murray did that with Arizona, mm-hmm. and he almost had to walk it back and say, no, 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 you know, it's we're still going to be okay. We still believe that we'll be okay out there in the desert. But you just don't do this because if you didn't care, you wouldn't scrub. Correct. That's fair. That's right. kind of the point there, right? Yeah. Now you look at some other notable free agents, and maybe he's just posturing. This could be a way to posture that you go, look, I, I want to be loved, and right now I don't feel loved, so therefore I'm not going to have the constant reminder of you on my social media. And I know I'm really reading into this a little bit. 
But that's what it feels like these kids do nowadays. Russell Wilson's still a kid to me because he's much younger than I am. When you look at some notable free agents and you look at, say, Devontae Adams, now he can be slapped with that franchise tag any day by the Green Bay Packers, which would then do the theory and the correlation that if he gets tagged and comes back to Green Bay, then Aaron is going to do the same. Taron Armstead feels like the, the big one there at offensive tackle for me. You build teams from the inside out, and that inside offensive line, if you can get an Armstead to come your way and leave New Orleans, there, he's been linked to a couple teams that maybe quarterbacks would get excited about. Chris Godwin's coming off that bad injury that we saw for Tampa Bay, and we assume Tom Brady is officially retired. Out of those notable free agents on offense, you got Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. Mike Williams, Michael Gallup from my Dallas Cowboys. OBJ, by the way, coming off that awful-looking injury we saw in the Super Bowl. Right. Orlando Brown at offensive tackle. Brandon Scherf of the Washington Commanders. Well, they are Guardians, whatever they are. Jameis Winston still a free agent out there in New Orleans. We believe he's going to go back. Which one do you think would have the biggest impact? You know, I think meet uh, Teron Armstead because of what he can do on the left side. Um, you know, that would not only impact the team, but let's say he were to go in the NFC somewhere. It impacts the Saints as well, losing an uh, offensive lineman of that caliber. So I think they would have a profound impact. The wide receivers historically have not done or fared as well when they go to another team in free agency. Right. So it remains to be seen how some of these teams perform. Defensive notable free agents are interesting. Von Miller looked like he found a bit of the fountain of youth there. Mm-hmm. And maybe that helps by playing with 99 on the inside. Right. So you don't get doubled all the time, right? So he looked like an actually a proficient player again, maybe not close to the Super Bowl MVP he once was, but somebody that would attract maybe another contract. Chandler Jones is a guy for me. Boy, stand him up if you want. Put him down in the three-point stance. He can do a lot of things uh, getting at that edge. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, is potentially out there from Kansas City. Randy Gregory, again, from my Dallas Cowboys. Keep his head on. If he doesn't tackle offensive linemen in critical situations, he can be a difference maker. Jesse Bates, you got to think Cincinnati's going to try to figure out a way to keep him there. Stephon Gilmore now down there in Carolina. Not sure exactly how he fell out of favor in New, New England. Davion Clowney to go back to Steve Spurrier. Did David go and play when Davion wants to play? <laughs> so when he's motivated, he's a player. J.C. Jackson is maybe possibly still a shutdown corner. Hassan Reddick is, could be a difference maker at linebacker. And digs at the safety position. Out of these groups and these players, Amal, who would entice you the most to give a big number and ticket to? You know, I thought your point on Chandler Jones, I like him a lot. I think he's a guy who's been underrated throughout his career. Uh, part of it was when he got shipped off from New England to uh, Arizona. I thought mm-hmm. people kind of looked at him from a negative standpoint, but I think he's been tremendous. It, could you make a case if you put pieces together? Because the rumor there is Chandler Jones possibly to the Mile High City with the Denver Broncos. So if I, if you looked at the framework of why Matthew Stafford potentially went to LA, right? Cause he saw, now they didn't have Von Miller yet. Yeah. Right. They had Jalen Ramsey and they had Aaron Donald. So we knew he had a defense in place. Right. When you start with two guys that are going to the hall of fame and Canton. Yeah. You've got a defense in place. If Aaron, and now you got my guy, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. And then you do bring in a Chandler Jones to go with Bradley, Bradley Chubb on the outside. Right. All of a sudden you can make a case. Oh, you're going to give me a real defense? Yeah. And I can go resurrect my career, maybe win a, a second chip? Would that be enticing to you if you're Aaron Rodgers? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, you, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, it's huge in terms of what it would be. I wish you would gossip more about Russell Wilson. <laughs> I just, listen. You, it, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't take the walk down narrative street. 
Listen, we're in February. I, I think somebody's kind of oversee. I mean, who the hell pays attention to what he's Apparently following on social our media? Our producer, <laughs> Elliot, and I, I'm glad he does because that's the type of information you want before you make a features play. Scrubbed off the IG. To hell with you, Seattle. He and Sierra want greener pastures elsewhere. Is she still relevant? Does she still perform? You're asking the wrong person. Apparently so. <laughs> When we come back, we'll do some more check-ins in college basketball because Amal is glued. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.